The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as a potential for discussions about other topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the person stating them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Hello, and welcome to the 11th episode of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Ed. And tonight we decided to kick it up a notch over our usual compare two whiskeys with surprising similarities format, and instead compare three whiskeys whose similarities represent a relatively new way that the whiskey industry is using to add more flavor and complexity to their spirits. And that's by what's called finishing. And as usual, Ed's going to start us off by telling you which whiskeys we have. Yeah, thanks, Scott. So we have three finished whiskeys, all of them finished in Caribbean rum cask. The first one I want to talk about is a Tullamore Dew. Uh, another one that we have is a favorite of ours, uh, Angel Envy Rye. We've talked about it many, many, many times. And additionally, our friend Gabe, a friend of the podcast and guest before, is back again. And he's brought with him a rum-finished whiskey of his own. Gabe, what do you have for us? Well, I bought a nice bottle of Teeling whiskey. It's an Irish whiskey, and it's also a Caribbean rum finish. I thought it would be a nice little third man in surprise guest. Yeah, that's very nice. And I and, appreciate uh, you having me back here again. Yeah, welcome back. Gabe sounds a lot better this time now that he has his own mic. I know. We actually, <laughs> we actually uh, uh, shelled out some money to buy some new mics. Uh, he, equipment. He, however, does not have headphones. No, so. but that's okay. <laughs> He's still the redheaded stepchild. We only have so many plugs. <laughs> I'm and still, so many holes. Yeah, I'm still an input, two input guy. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and how it's... we're going to do this is uh, we're, we're going to uh, pour a glass for each of us of each one. And each of us is going to take turns talking about it. Right. And we completely expect them to taste different. I mean, we do have two Irish whiskeys, which, which surprise us because we thought there'd be a lot more bourbons out there that do it, but there really isn't. I would say that probably the reason why a lot of bourbons don't do it is because what the Caribbean rum will impart is sweetness. Right. And bourbon's already sweet. So it's probably not, true. A, probably not a good and match. And the Irish whiskey, depending on, on the mix, can be very peppery and very uh, barley-ish. Yeah, malty. Malty-barley-ish. Right. <laughs> and that's why probably the rye, the finished rye that we have tonight. I, think I, am like a stutter. I cannot speak tonight. I'm going to get my act together. <laughs> All right, yeah, get, maybe maybe have another. have a drink. Yeah, maybe, that's the problem. Maybe have another whiskey. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go away, uh, pour Tullamore Dew, and we'll be right back. Welcome to the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. Your whiskey is important to us. Please stay on the line for the next available spirit. All right, so I've always been a fan of regular Tullamore Dew. It's one of the first Irish whiskeys that I kind of gravitated to uh, once I got past doing shots of Jameson. Because what this is, is this is the original triple distilled Tullamore Dew that 
ends up being finished additionally in Caribbean rum casks. Uh, because the key number with Tullamardew is the number three. They use three natural ingredients, three variants of grain distillation, three different types of maturation casks. And this makes Tullamardew the world's only triple distilled, triple blended, triple matured whiskey. And it yields what they call an award-winning flavor profile for true Irish character. Now, it uses three different types of Irish whiskey. Now, those three types are pot still whiskey, which is a mixture of malted and unmalted barley, and it tends to be very peppery and uh, spicy characteristics. It uses malt whiskey, uh, which is, once again, mostly barley. And then it uses grain whiskey, which is a mixture of corn, rye, and wheat. And it uses three different casks. Hmm. They're a ex-bourbon cask, an ex-sherry cask, and then a traditional uh, refill cask is what they and started. this is just the regular Tullamardew? This is the regular Tullamardew. It's in three different casks. So wow. they've taken that and they've added it to a fourth one, which is the Caribbean rum cask. Right. So I think that's kind of worth mentioning, that they really have been big on the whole blending process, if you will. As right, far they're, as, they're finishing already. Right, they're already yeah. finishing. Now, what the rum cask finishes is finished in the finest first fill Exo rum cast to deliver sweet tropical flavors. Uh, with this Exo rum cast finish, they pay tribute to the role of Irish immigrants in the development of rum in the Caribbean in the 17th century. Oh. This is from their website. Right. Irish heart and Caribbean soul. So it's mostly bullshit. Right. Irish heart. Well, Irish heart and Caribbean soul. We call it the <laughs> beauty of blend. Yeah, they call it. Yeah. Lies. We carefully select barrels. They do. Of previously used Demera rum. Demerara? Demerara? Demerara, yeah, yeah. I apologize. Dromedary? No. Is that a camel? Yeah. Yeah. You were so, saying, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> so we've poured ourselves a nice glass of this. Yeah, I um, may have overpoured for Gabe. It's okay. <laughs> Gabe needs to catch up. It won't go to waste. <laughs> uh, we should say that as our starter, we drank a healthy portion of Blood Oath, mm. uh, the fifth expression uh, from 2019. And the reason we did that is one of the three whiskeys that are blended together to create that expression is finished in Caribbean rum barrels. And so, if you're all caught up, you should have already listened to the short in which we tasted that. Yeah, we did a short on Blood Oath. And, uh, and so, if not, what's wrong with you? Go back and listen to it right now. Stop this podcast and go back and listen to the short. Easy now. It was Relax. 8 minutes and 35 seconds. It's 8 minutes and 35 seconds of your life. Just do it! Random belligerence. Sorry. Harsh. Wow. There's... So, what do we taste on this, guys? Let's, I don't taste? know. I, I think smell it, first. Huh? I think it tastes amazing. I really like this a it's lot. It's really good. It's a, it's a good, light, crisp uh, Irish whiskey. Yeah, it's an Irish whiskey for the summertime. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's Irish mm-hmm. with extra. It starts mellow mm-hmm. very quickly. Then it, then you have a, a slight burn, nothing outrageous, and then it mellows back again to another smooth finish. Right, what's the proof on this, Ed? It's 86 proof. 86. And uh, I have to tell you, I think it's a little bit more um, deep in flavor for mm-hmm. a Irish whiskey. It's not a thin. Definitely. Um I like Irish whiskeys the way they are. I like the contrast between the bourbon and the rye and the, and the Irish whiskeys. But this one has a lot of complexity to the flavor. Um, I smell some vanilla. Of course, I always smell vanilla in whiskey. And <laughs> but I think maybe a little banana. Do you smell like a banana a little I, I, bit? I'm picking up a, I, some yeah, banana there. Yeah, and yeah. there's spice going on. There's a lot of spice. I'm also, even though I don't like candy corn as it is, right. I'm mm-hmm. getting a bit of a sweet candy corn taste. Yep. Right. In a, in a good way. Caramel. There's caramel there, yeah. yes. You know what? It, it what it, what this has done is almost pushed the Irish whiskey toward a bourbon, right? In a way, and what it says here is that you sh- you could um, taste caramel and and banana, but also hints of dates and raisins, which, which I don't taste. Mm. But 
they said it finishes with uh, very long and sweet with banana and caramel lingering, which... Well, there you go. So even they're saying there's not a lot of different flavors, but what they have is pretty strong. And I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I yeah. taste almost everything that they're saying. I, I do, too. It, it, usually, we're not, <laughs> usually we don't taste any of them, and I can right. taste every one of those. I don't taste dates. Yeah, except I don't those. get a lot of dates either, for that matter. <laughs> so it's only right. <laughs> well, there, I, I do taste a little bit of raisin. I think the lingering... Do you? The lingering sweetness, which you know, it, it's it's very subtle. Mm. As with anything, when they talk about right. with whiskey or, right. or or anything like that, they they, yeah. they bring out some odd tasting comparison, mm. and it's like, yeah. well, I never, even, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, but yeah, I'll agree like, with you. Mm, it has hints of starfruit. What the fuck does starfruit taste like? Random belligerence. Sorry. Wow. Well, you know, I, I will mention that if you were lucky enough to be in Ireland, I feel like there's a lot of expressions of Tullamore that we don't get here. They have a cider cast. Yeah. They have a an old bonded warehouse version. Is that like a bottled and bond kind of thing? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, they have a 15-year-old. They have a Phoenix limited edition, which I have no idea what that means, but it's 110 mm. proof. They have an 18-year-old single malt version. They have a 14-year-old single malt version. Wow. They have a 12-year-old special reserve Irish whiskey. And then, of course, the original and the new one that we're talking about here, which is the Caribbean rum cask finish. Yeah. So I'm loving this. I paid $42.99 today for it. I've seen it as cheap as $38.99 and uh, should have got it then because it was too far from my house today. I had to I had to grab it on the go. Right. And it took me three places to find it. Really? So it's still not everywhere, mm. but um, it is there if you search for it. Is it worth $42? Yeah, yeah, actually, I'm enjoying it as much as as almost anything else today. I'd say so. I'd say I'd, it's worth forty two. Absolutely, yeah. I, I probably I wouldn't go over forty five. No, because but, you, but 40, you're talking about half the, the price. You're talking about this is half the price of our favorite uh, right. Finnish whiskey, which the, is Angel and Virai, right? Uh, which we're going to talk about at the end. Uh, and so you you know you tell me oh, I can get two bottles of this or one bottle of Angel and Virai. I have to tell you. I might, I might get it, two bottles of this. It's that good. It's a decision they have to make. I, I agree. I really like it a lot, too. Um, Gabe brought it to the tasting that we went to at Sergio's. Correct. This is the first time that we had tasted it, and uh, um, I liked it then. I, I think I like it even more now. I do, but well, because the you know, I had a lot of different whiskeys that night that right. were getting in the way of it. This, yeah. is, this is me just focusing on this particular expression and spirit, and I like it. Yeah, like we're, it a lot. We're, we're drinking in the same genre tonight, so we're not having a lot of different tastes going on. Right, and Gabe, I thank you for introducing us to it. Yeah, Gabe, what do you think of it? I, yeah, it's good. I mean, like you said, we've all had the Angel's Enemy before, and it is not nearly as complex, mm. but it holds its own in its own style. It's, it's got a, a nice sweetness to it. It's light, and like, like Ed said, I think that during the tasting, we tasted a lot of good stuff, but with that much volume and trying different things, you kind of lose what you're trying. No, it all blends together to a point, and you and we've had that experience at different tastings because you just jump from one to the other. Yeah, I mean it is lighter than uh, your typical bourbon, but it's not like I wouldn't call this thin. No, only in comparison with the Angels of Your Eye, which is very uh, thick and syrupy. But you don't really have to proof it down with that much water because no. it's already no, it's smooth. Yeah, it's very smooth, and it's, it's not fair to compare it to. Mm-mm. Angel Envy, which is a rye whiskey, and comes with a, a hundred proof punch too. Right. So this is an eighty-six, and it's a smooth eighty-six. Angel right. Envy is a smooth hundred, but it's and still yet we're going to proof, and yet we're going to compare it anyway. Of course we are. <laughs> of course we are. Yeah. So the next whiskey we're going to do is the one that Gabe brought, is uh, the Teeling, and uh, we'll pour some stuff. Yeah, and then Gabe will tell us all about it. Yeah. 
Welcome to the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. All our agents are assisting other customers. Okay, not really. Uh, They're just drinking heavily. If you need help drinking heavily, please stay on the line and begin drinking heavily. So Gabe's pouring us uh, some of the tealings. And this is actually going to be, to me, the most interesting part of the podcast tonight because we're comparing two Irish whiskeys that were finished in Caribbean rum casks. And so they're very different whiskeys from a starting point. Yeah, so we figured we'd taste this live on air because none of us have ever had it before. Right, so none of us. So here we go. Yeah. Ooh, I get chocolate. I'm getting a little bit of an orange thing oh, going on. Oh, oh, almost like a little Grand Marnier. Yes. Oh, right? yes. yeah. So, wow. One of my a, a favorite bit of, A bit of a zesty uh, peel, orange peel there. Yeah, holy cow, that's different. Wow. 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 That's nice. Mm. <laughs> Uh, a lot of spicy fruit there. Chocolate and orange and spicy fruit. Yeah, a lot of orange there. Yeah. A lot of zest. So, are you guys not tasting chocolate? Because I totally do. I, I can't get over the orange right now. The orange, but like yeah. orange and chocolate is actually a good flavor the, together. It is. The, the chocolate's coming around now. So it, It's a bit more uh, fire than the uh, Tullamore do right off the bat, but it's it's yeah, not, well, not overly harsh. Yeah, what, what's the proof? 40, proof is uh, 46%. 46. And, which, and what was the Tullamore do? 43. Which really 46 sick. is uh, typically Irish whiskeys tend to be around 40% from what I've been reading up on. Yep. Yeah. So it's a, bit, it's a bit higher. It's not burning. It's a medium mouthfeel. Maybe a bit of cinnamon. Uh-huh. Slightly. Oh, I, I, would, exactly. I would say cinnamon. Yes, yep. absolutely. A little, little allspice maybe. A little baking spices, some uh, nutmeg and some pumpkin <laughs> spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just spitballing. <laughs> A little, a little back history no. on the Teeling Distillery. Uh, it's the first new distillery in Dublin since 1975 when Jameson moved out. They've got quite a history of distilling. Their family name goes back to the late 1700s, I believe. Um, so there's generations in there of uh, family oh, so wait, history. So did they move there after 1975 that, or is it 1875? When are you talking no, about? 1975. 1975. Yeah. So where were they before that if they had this long history? I only did so much homework. Ed, okay, my bad. <laughs> Well, it but, does say the spirit of Dublin on the bottle. It was part of the Cooley Distillery Group. They, right? Yeah, Cooley has uh, ownership of uh, Jim Beam, but Jim but Beam- the family didn't want to be known as uh, conglomerate. So I think they're they're starting out on their own. So what we may be tasting here could be early product, but there is more maturing in cask as we speak. Gotcha. Basically. Right. So it, it kind of sparked a new whiskey rebellion, if you will. Yeah. So there's a, a new kid on the block, and they're going to be making waves with with this new stuff. I kind of like it. I yeah, like it a lot. I, I like it a lot too. Now, one I more mean, note about the bottle, which which interested me, was the fact that it's a dark bottle. Typically, you see whiskeys and, and bourbons and rice, all clear bottles. Yeah, yeah, it's an it's opaque, bottle. very you dark. Can't, you can't see bottle in it. You yep. can barely see the level of the alcohol in it, uh, let it, alone the color. And it, it has a bit more density than the Tullamore do. It is actually a lighter color. Yeah, it's amazing, actually, in that sense. You're right, Gabe. Yeah, it's lighter than the Tullamore do, but it's denser flavor it's a thicker quality on the tongue and it's higher proof and higher proof listen i love to tell them we're due but mm-hmm. holy cow i think this is better that yeah was- how much did you pay for it uh, this bottle i found was uh 43 dollars. 43 wow am i looking up history of it and different prices of it i think that's a little lower than the average price hmm. but about what ed yeah. paid for the a dollar more than the tell them we're due and i have to tell you i would pay 50 for this absolutely yeah i think i, I, I think we got a bargain especially here. because mm-hmm. i was looking at irish whiskeys the other day to buy and a lot of the ones I like, the red breast, the green dot, they're all $60, you know? So 
So to find something like this with this interesting flavor at, at the $43, $44 mark, wow. That's all I can say about it. It's so good, Gabe's having more. I've already had more, which is, well, I, which is I, how I just, we get in trouble around here. This is one of the best whiskeys ever had. I'm, I'm making that statement. Are you? I just took wow. another sip and I'm like, wow, I wow. I could just drink this for like ever. No, no, I want ice. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, a little bit of water is uh, bringing out some different uh, yeah. things to it. And it did that with the Tully too. I should have mentioned that. Like one ice cube in it. I like to do that because it starts out kind of fiery, like pretty much of a neat flavor. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little bit of milk chocolate now out of this as opposed to yes dark chocolate yeah. when it came out neat. Yep. I, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. I'm definitely getting a milk chocolate flavor with the ice in it. And honestly, the short that we did, we talk about adding water and ice to your whiskeys. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in that, please check that out. Yeah, and if you haven't listened to that one, then stop this podcast and go back and listen to that one. It's only 12 minutes. Random belligerence. Honestly, Xanax. it's completely out of line because really the podcast is there for you to enjoy whatever order you want. <laughs> I think what we should do is I have think some, we're done here. We should stop and pour some Angel's Envy Rye. Right. And then we'll talk about that. Welcome to the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. We apologize for the wait. And while you wait, you might as well pour yourself a whiskey because we're not going to answer your fucking call anyway. Okay, so we're back. We poured ourselves a healthy portion of Angel's Envy Rye each. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the um, Angel's Envy Rye uh, whiskey itself. Uh, this is directly from their website. And it says, Angel's Envy Rye isn't perfect until it's finished. Mm. As malcontents, as we all are, <laughs> we're particular about our whiskey. When we decided to release a rye, we knew it had to be something special to live up to the amazing response received by our bourbon finished in port barrels. Which, by the way, I don't really like. That. I like it a lot more than Scott. Yeah, Give it a chance. I don't really like it. Gabe, do you like the Angel's Envy bourbon? I can't have an opinion because I've only tasted it once a long time ago, and it's good, but it's probably uh, comparatively overpriced to what other things are. I have a theory yeah. that Scott loves the rye so much that he feels that the bourbon is a waste of barrels. <laughs> yeah, I, That's I would, what I think. I've had it. It's, I would agree. It's, a, it's, it's an enjoyable it's fine. expression. It's fine. And it's, I mean, they know it. It's priced, what, half as much as the rye? Oh, so sure. You know, they, if it was $90, nobody would drink the bourbon. No, right, right. <laughs> Exactly, exactly my point. So Angel's Emmy Rye, finished in rum barrels, is genuinely unique and worthy of master distiller Lincoln Henderson's legacy. Who's Lincoln Henderson? Well, Lincoln Henderson was a master distiller at uh, Brown Foreman. Oh. Yeah, where he developed, and get this, you'll like this, Ed, Mm. Woodford Preserve. My faves. Gentleman Jack. Nice. And Jack Daniels Single Barrel. Wow. This guy's like my best friend. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> I know. In 2004, he retired from a career that spanned 40 years, but he, just two years later, he came out of retirement to found the Louisville Distillery Company with his son, Wes, and together they developed a fairly revolutionary concept in the world of bourbon, a bourbon finished in port wine barrels. He apparently had the idea for it for years, but never got the chance to develop the idea at Brown Foreman. Well, lots of people have done that now. So you tell me that it's that recent, the last 10 years, it's been that hot? Absolutely. 
Which was the spirit that he was uh, finishing, the bourbon for um, the Angel Envy bourbon? Yeah, so uh, Wes's sons, uh, Kyle and Andrew, eventually joined him, and they launched Angel's Envy bourbon in 2011 to uh, great acclaim. But uh, only a few months later, after breaking ground on a new location for the distillery in 2013, Lincoln Henderson died Mm. at the age of 75. And it was apparently later that they had the idea to finish a rye in rum barrels. Wow. I'm glad that I now know the gift that Lincoln Henderson gave me, not to mention the single barrel Jack, which everyone who listens to the podcast knows I love. Right. And Gentleman Jack, which is actually a nice expression in the uh, Jack Daniels family. Yeah, we talked about all those before. It's really surprising that he was involved with all of those. Yeah, he's like the Lee Iacocca of bourbon. (laughs) 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 Lee Iacocca is so random. Well, he developed the Mustang for Ford and then went right, on to went on a Chrysler. Chrysler. Exactly. Right, right. So that's the analogy. So the, the taste profile of rye whiskey was a perfect fit for a rum cask finish. After sampling over 100 rums to find the right flavor to complement rye whiskey, the team's decision I want was, that job, by the way. Was unanimous. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go drink 100 rums, Gabe. Uh, yeah. Angel's Envy spends up to 18 months finishing in Caribbean Wow, Rockets. that's longer than I thought. That is. It's a long time. Resulting in an immensely complex whiskey, the mingling of raw, spicy, and earthy rye with a mellow sweetness of rum finishing creates an incomparably smooth and drinkable whiskey, even at 100 proof. Wow. Now, we've talked about this before. This is Ed and I's favorite whiskey. I don't know about you, Gabe. It, it, it is mine as well. I'm, uh, it's, it's bringing back feelings of like immense pleasure. I mean, this whiskey is extraordinary. Now, the website says aromas of citrus, caramel candy, maple sugar, vanilla, oak, hazelnut, spice, and sherry wood. I'm in on almost all that, but the maple syrup is so strong in the aroma and the nose. It hits you like nothing else. The ones that actually are flavored, like a Knob Creek maple or even a Crown Royal maple, this is almost as maple as that, but yet it doesn't have any maple directly in it. It's just, it's an amazing uh, result of the finishing. It's delicious. And that's grade A dark amber we're talking. None of that, uh, you know, none of that log cabin stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're you're talking nose feel right off the bat, I mean, I'm I'm getting like campfire smoke. I'm getting marshmallows. I'm getting marshmallows. Wow. I'm getting getting a sweetness of like a burnt marshmallow. I'm getting a while since I've had a good nose feel, too. And then when you get to the taste, you're right. I'm getting a lot of maple syrup. I'm getting a lot of butterscotch, like a butterscotch. Absolutely. Not not a cheap ass, you know. No. I'm talking like a Werther's. Worthers, creamy butterscotch. 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 Yep. Right. Or one of them homemade ones that you find in like the street fair. Yeah, yeah like you meet an old <laughs> like you meet an old guy on the corner yeah. and he gives you a Worthers out of you his want pocket. A, you want a, yeah. you want yeah, a, yeah, a piece Worthers? of candy? You want a piece of candy, son? How about a Worthers out of my pocket? It's nice and warm. What are you, Sergio's grandfather? <laughs> what are you getting in a van and never uh, being I, seen again? I'm sorry. Sergio's grandfather's dead, Gabe. If that's the way to go, I mean if that's if that's what just brings the, the bourbon out. He totally ran over that. I he know. doesn't care that Sergio. His grandfather's dead. You don't care, do you? Edit. <laughs> <laughs> we always wish edits, and every time I've ever However, said edit, it never happens. It's true. Haven't, it, haven't now. Now having this the second time, I remember having this a couple years ago. It was basically a surprise. Like, hey, look what I found, mm-hmm. and I tried it neat. Mm-hmm. I just had a, and, and I believe you, Scott, told me just just take some. Put it on your tongue, mm-hmm. let it dance around, and, and just just and just wait and give it a couple seconds. Definitely. And I'm I'm getting flavors like I can't believe that no, no other bourbon has ever brought out. Mm. No whiskey, as a taste. No whiskey tastes like this. This yeah. has to be my favorite whiskey ever. Now let me explain. There's people who don't like this, and Scott's ready to like 
you know, challenge them to like a, a, a duel. I'm like, egg, a, like Alexander Hamilton. Brawl. He's ready to go for a knife fight. I swear. Yeah. I understand because it's no. a unique flavor. I if don't you understand. don't like no, but if you don't like the sweet maple flavor of a whiskey, I can understand how you know if you want your stuff to be really peppery and not sweet or scotchy. I get it, but I'm saying nothing tastes like Angel and Rye. It's a one of a kind expression of a great spirit. And now the only drawback to it that that I've been able to ascertain is it's Cha-ching. about ninety dollars. Now we can get a bottle of Tullamore Dew finished mm-hmm. in rum cask and the tealings that we had for the price that we spent for the uh, Tully. It's true. The, what's amazing about this is that people uh, taste the flavors in whiskeys. Uh, they're doing reviews online or when, when you're tasting it with your friends, you're just tasting hints of those things. It's very subtle. This yes. is every flavor that you taste is so intense. Absolutely. Caramel candy, hazelnut, rye, oak, vanilla, caramel corn, yeah. maple syrup. Gabe said this earlier. Uh, every time you taste it, you taste something different. Yeah. Uh, like the website, though, interestingly, says on the palate, all they taste is sweet rum, sherry wood, and soft oak. And that's just bullshit. No. I taste everything that they say is on the nose yes. on the palate. Absolutely. The I caramel agree. candy, the maple sugar, especially yeah. the maple. You could pour this on pancakes <laughs> and you'd have a fucking breakfast that you uh, would hell, not I forget. was thinking the same thing. Yeah, exactly. On oh, Belgian waffles. Yep. How a drunken with breakfast big? bitches. Yeah. Bre- yeah drunken breakfast yeah, you bitches. Can, you can incorporate this into a syrup. And that's a breakfast of champions right there. Local lounge, a whiskey lounge in Mount Holly, they had a whistle pig tasting. What they had there also was that whistle pig, oh, the right. distillery, makes its own barrel-aged maple syrup. And I have to tell you something. It's about $25 a bottle, mm-hmm. and I'm wow. telling you right now. It's really it good. It was the really good. best maple syrup I've ever had in my life. It was spectacular. So it's- in case you want something different, you need to get someone that weird gift. Whistle pig maple syrup. Is that, uh, ordered up. Is that a proof syrup? Is that alcoholic no, or just straight? just straight Straight tasting whistle pig syrup. That's correct. That That's sounds just- awesome. I mean, if I could afford to have this every weekend, I mean, this this is extraordinary. I yeah, mean, this, it, there's, there's so many flavors coming out on this bottle. It's definitely one that you don't want to uh, put too much ice into. It. No. You don't want to uh, put actually, too much water into it. Right, if it. you like cold whiskey, this is what the globes are for. Mm. This is what those big, like, it looks kind of like, um, you know, a little bit obnoxious to have a big giant block of ice in your glass, but this is what it's for. Yeah. To cool it without watering it down rapidly because you don't want to water this down. You just want to take a little sip of it and, like, Gabe remembers me telling him, just take a little sip of it, put it on your tongue, let it dance around. Let it do its dance let, on your tongue. Let it do its thing. Um, Make sure you tip it when you're done, too. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a lap dance for your tongue. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Mm. yeah Not like, that we know anything about that. No, we don't know anything. Well, we're, Gabe we're good boys. Gabe's the only one married still. <laughs> uh, anyway, <clears throat> Maria doesn't listen to these, does she? Um, <laughs> Edit. <laughs> edit, edit, edit that out. Any time I've ever asked for an edit, never happened. No. Um, so uh, I forget what we were just going to talk about right after this. Oh, well, it's interesting when you talk about a finished whiskey is basically a whiskey that's been aged naturally, and then they finish it in something different to improve it. Hmm. And it made me think about how they used to have finishing schools in England and America. And for play, people. For people to yeah. finish them, to give them some decorum and some etiquette. And we, Actually, to be a little fair, I think it was mostly for women. Finishing I mean, schools yeah, I for, think so. It was a little misogynist. Well, it's like, well I mean, girls need... To a point, but there was etiquette books that detailed both sexes and social settings and dinner parties and how to act. And I think that it brought up an issue that we were talking about before we got started tonight, how we've had kind of a slide back as far as etiquette goes for ethics and how people approach different situations. What Ed's saying is people are dicks. (laughs) 
Well, like, I'm worried about the younger generation who I feel like, mm. I mean, how many times have you walked to a store like, and the sales clerk is on the phone with a friend? Now, they're ringing you up and they're talking to their friend like they don't even engage you. Yeah, that's, it's like, that's fucking it's, weird. It happens all the time. Yeah. And it's usually when you're in a place where there's no boss. It's like they just a worker by themselves and they're just doing whatever they want. And no one's taught them that that's inappropriate. And driving is another thing. On the way over tonight, my exit's coming up. I'm in the middle lane. I want to get over to the right lane to take my exit. Now, I'm like 150 feet, 200 feet for the exit. I put my signal on. It's a turn signal. It's not a turn request. Okay? I'm coming over to my exit. I'm letting you know I'm doing that. Now, there's a car abreast of me. I slow up and I let them move forward. And then my goal is to take the space behind them. Now, the asshole behind them speeds up and fills the space. That's a dick move because I was ahead of them. I let the other car go forward so i could come into that lane i'm signaling that i'm trying to come over you don't get to decide whether my fucking car comes over into your lane or not you don't have that power all right don't be a dick you have to let me over so i can get to my exit yeah but you know what the on top of what you just said the worst dick move is when they block you yeah and then they they go past you right you finally get a chance to get over and if then they get into the lane you were just in right that's a, a top of a and dick games, move. by the way games a professional driver so, I, so there's yes. nobody who deals with more bullshit oh my God. than Gabe. Yeah. I, I see this all the time, right. and somehow I, I haven't driver. killed anybody. Do you get road rage every day? I do, but I've learned to contain it. Because I do, and I'm not a professional driver. <laughs> I, I see it all the time. What Ed just described, you know, there's a lot of like, I'll be damned if I'm letting you in my lane. Mm-hmm. I don't care if... 300 feet from now, we're going to be stopped at a red light, right. but you're not getting my space. Well, it's, you know what? Stop being a dick. Right. And, and also cutting you off dangerously. Like getting right, in front right. of a truck without enough room is really dangerous. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with just about attention span. Mm-hmm. Like you would not believe how many people I pass. I mean, I sit in the truck all day and I can look down into cars and I see people, they're on their phones. Can you see if they're naked? I haven't seen naked, but I've seen some weird stuff and I won't get into that. <laughs> Um, I say about 50% of the people I see driving are on their phones. I've seen people eating bowls of cereal behind the wheel down a highway. Lucky Charms? I believe it was all fiber. All brand. All yeah. brand, yeah. yeah. I had so. a bowl of Cracklin' Oat Brand last week. <gasps> oh, I love that. I love somebody Crackling had it. And it's expensive, I never though. had it before. It is. It's like $4 it's, a box, and you get yeah, like but, three bowls out of it. Yeah, but the bowls, take you, the bowls take you like a half an hour to eat. <laughs> right. Holy I know. shit, dude. And my kids a, always eat all mine. Like 9 o'clock at night, it was like, I wanted something to eat. I'm like, oh, we have cereal. I'm like, Cracklin' Oat Brand. I never had that. So what? Then, you never I'm had Cracklin' Oat Brand? I didn't. It reminded me of my grape nuts story. The first time I had a bowl of grape nuts. It took me like maybe two and a half days to eat it. And uh, it was like I was a little kid. And I didn't know what it was. And I, I poured myself a normal bowl size. And, um, two and a half days. And I remember my young, youthful jaw was tired from eating the grape nuts. I, I mean, ate, they're stones. You're like oh you're my chewing God, it stones. It was so right. much. Yeah. It was the densest stuff I've ever eaten in my life. They're so, good, though. Grape nuts are not good. They're okay. No, you're, you're fucking insane. Uh, the, maybe so. Yeah. It's, it's like the stuff in the bottom of a aquarium. It's gravel. Yeah. So... <laughs> It's it's tasty gravel. So the Cracklin' Oat Brand, I'm eating it, and it's like, I'm really chewing. I'm like, holy shit, Like it takes a lot to chew this. Like I'm like realizing, I'm looking down on the bowl, like it's like Jesus brought the the Cracklin' Oat Brand because it never got lower for like half the bowl. I'm still eating. It doesn't look like it's getting less. Well, that was the three things that Jesus did. It was the fishes, the loaves, and and the Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oat Brand. (laughs) That's right. 
And so, yeah, I try shit the next day, just so you know, in case you're wondering. Wait, I, you did what now? I try shit. Try? Yeah, you three times. Three. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I bet your doctor who gave you the colonoscopy is happy. Right, episode three, flashback. So, uh, etiquette. Right, we were talking back about. to the etiquette. Yeah. Another thing is, it's interesting is that when there's a lane closed, you should merge like a zipper, like one, two, one, two, mm-hmm. one, two, one, two. But what happens is everybody stays in the left lane, but reality is everybody should be in the right lane and it should be a zipper. I we totally agree. Merging like a you. zipper, and it's the most effective way, but we don't do that. We, like, stay back 150 yards too no, far. No, I always get in the right lane, and everyone right. thinks I'm an asshole, and I don't care. If it's a legitimate lane, everybody should be in both lanes. Yes, yes, and yes. Get- Damn it, everyone listen to this. Zipper. Wait, wait, hold on. Zipper. Gabe? In a perfect world, yes. The zipper <laughs> thing should work, but... Not everybody has common sense in this world, right. which is a whole other podcast we can get into. Correct. Right. Common sense is not common. Common sense. Right. We could have a common sense podcast. But We'd all talk like this. Hello. Welcome to the Common hey, Sense good Podcast. To see you. Good to see you. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. We have a guest today. Can I Gabe. finish? No. We're, we're, we're on can the, I finish? We're on the Common <laughs> Sense Podcast. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I don't understand why Gabe's talking so much. He's, he's like our so bourbon much. Sherpa. He's supposed to like help us carry our whiskey up to the top of the mountain. He's definitely keep us on track. Like Ed and I are climbing Mount Everest. I am the voice of reason. And Gabe is our pack mule. <laughs> no, you can't call him mule. No. Sherpa's nice. No. Bourbon Sherpa's better. A burpa. <laughs> Did we finish the Angel's Envy Rye yet? Because I want some more. You want some more? Yes. Oh, yeah, sure. <sighs> That's okay. That's good. Thank you. Um, Scott, what other options do we have out there? We picked three of the rum cast finished expressions, if you will. Which ones didn't we pick? Sure. We were really surprised by the number of rum finished uh, whiskeys, Angels Envy Rye, of course, that we had. Uh, So I found this uh, article on distiller.com that rated Angels Heavy Rye in 85, the lowest of eight of them. What? Which is- It's fucking sacrilege. It's fucking bullshit. Unless unless they're talking because it's $90, if if that's a factor, we respect that. Yeah. But he doesn't say that. No, they don't say that. So uh, number eight was Angels Heavy Rye. Number seven was something called West Cork 12-Year Rum Cask Finished. It's an Irish single malt Mm. uh, produced by the West Cork Distillers. Uh, number six was Glenfiddich Fire and Cane, which is a uh, scotch. Uh, it's first matured in right. X bourbon barrels. Mm, so that's interesting. Uh, the number five was the Tullamore, which we have Caribbean rum finish. Mm-hmm. Number four, the Balvenie Caribbean cask 14 year. Mm-hmm. Number three was the Teeling Smallback, uh, Gabe b- brought to us tonight and instantly become one of our favorite whiskeys. Absolutely. Number two is the Glenfiddich 21 year Reserva. Rum cask finish. Cha-ching. Um, uh, which is probably spectacular. Sounds like a lot of money to me. 21 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, oh, hell yeah. It's probably pretty expensive. All, I bet it's well over 100. And their number one is Pike Creek 10-year rum barrel finish. It's Canadian whiskey. And yeah, I was looking online for it, and I didn't find anywhere that had it in stock. $28 is what is What? That's why I The see. Pike Creek 10-year? Manufacturer sits retail price is $28. $28. And it's the number one on the site now. They rated our delicious Angel's Emmy Rye. Beloved. That we love and we've just described to you as the best fucking whiskey that any of us have ever tasted. They rated it number eight on the list. So, you know, fuck them. However, Pike Creek 10-year rum barrel finish for $28. I think I'm going to get it. I was looking for it. I know. Did you, I, you, you look for it? You weren't. You didn't believe me the first time I said that. No, no, I believed you. I looked. I did. You don't. Don't give me that look. Random belligerence. 
Uh, so anyway, to wrap up, the interesting thing that I noticed was that in our journey through whiskey, bourbon, rye, everything, we have yet to come across a whiskey <laughs> that has been finished in Caribbean rum barrels that hasn't been spectacular. I mean, agreed. Everything's over an 8 out of 10 tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I'm intrigued to go down that list that's got red. Mm. I want to try each and every one of them. Yeah. And so that's our quest right now. And that's what we're going to do. And your mm. homework, if you choose to accept it, mm. is to go out and get the Tullamore Dew or the Tealings and have your own little taste of a Caribbean rum finished whiskey because you're not going to be disappointed. Uh, I promise you, you're not going to be disappointed. That's a great homework assignment. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So thanks so much for listening. We thank Gabe for joining us. Say bye, Gabe. Thanks, Gabe. Uh, thanks for having me again. This was great. See you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah. Also, follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent and follow us on Twitter at whiskey tangent. You can follow me personally at that whiskey guy and follow Scott at giant cup of awesome spelled A-W-S-U-M just to be annoying. Hey. You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.